0: and you know nah like, dude i enjoy having fun
1: we don't i kind of like the mornings yeah in that we are you know no filter no because <laughs> like and, and i don't even know if we need a filter it's just we get the best banter ever like sometimes i'm in a thought you're in a thought right yep. and i'm singing something you're like what the and i'm like what like it's it's us it
0: is my turn yeah i was like you know an 80s song
1: is my turn to it's an 80s song 90s song it's a 90s song done by I a, 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 i can't remember what his name i don't know some dude but that it was, was it was very instructive it was I, very... I am so <laughs> look it up on itunes now
0: it's a song by that guy during the 90s or 90s yeah. It's, you know, it's the, a twenty-year window. One guy. Yeah, it's in the 20 No, window. I've narrowed it down. I've zeroed in yeah. on the on the details. Now
1: playing this. on Spotify.
0: Yes, <laughs> the song by that guy during this is the nineties. I forget his name. <laughs> I can see his face though. It was a that black helps. dude. I some black that.
1: dude who is singing about a father figure. It was an old 90s song.
0: Not Seal, is it? Not I'm just going to throw out No, 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 he
1: had dreads and everything. Seal's bald. He was.
0: Oh, that sounded judgmental. No, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I (laughs) I don't even know how. (laughs) Thank God we're not getting there. (laughs) Why do you think I wear a hat? You actually you have retained your hair very well. I'm Eh, she's thinning. She's
1: thinning up here. And it's like, no, Lord, we're not gonna let her thin. We're gonna let her grow in the name of the name of Jesus.
0: I want abundance on the top of my head. I
1: do. Like I kind of, you know, I like the dark. And then my wife likes the the silver in there. You know, my shirt matches my hair. Yeah. She really does like the, and then I was, I I wasn't growing. I just get lazy during the week sometimes. So I just let this part grow. Right. And then on Sunday, I'm like, it's like, I'm I'm shaving (laughs) with a butter knife. So like, I I always get new razors, but man, it hurts. So it's like, I'm seeing little white hair come out of my chin. Now I'm like,
0: Oh yeah. I, man, I'm too young for this. I'm, I'm starting to get the uh, Doctor Strange thing going on on the sides. That's where the gray is starting to come in, mm. and then uh gray in the beard. But the beard has like red and brown and black in it, so the white doesn't show. What kind as of well. mix are you? I'm a mutt. <laughs> I'm a Dutch mutt. <laughs> got a little bit of
1: Chinese. Got a little bit of Indian. Got a you, little pepper. You name it. Little it's salt. probably in
0: there. She's flavored. <laughs> I'm, I'm an all nations buffet I'm an Epcot <laughs> center I'm,
1: I am truly I'm, What they called Multicultural man right here This is that guy multicultural I'm
0: what we call back in the day A fast food buffet <laughs> I'm a KFC, a Wendy's, a McDonald's you're I'm from a Min- Taco
1: Bell If you're from Minnesota it's an old country buffet Oh, <laughs> Oh Speak to me Down here in the south it's called Golden Coral Call Corral. <laughs> why are we? I don't know. Why are we podcasting? I
0: don't know. Because uh, nobody's shut us off yet. <laughs> I'm sure they have. They're like, okay, these are idiots. Which is okay. But
1: you know what's funny is the the, the the shorts we put out there and the little clips and stuff. Man, the comments we get.
0: Oh, it's it's fun.
1: <laughs> There's one dude. It's like, oh, the kingdom is not. The, what is it? You can never have the blessings of Israel. Because we're Gentile, like basically we're Gentiles. We can never have the blessings of
0: Israel. It's like not grafted in, not adopted, not part of the uh, vine.
1: I, I have a, salvation came to the Jews first, then to the Gentile. That's probably the biggest promise you could have. Why only that promise, not the others? No,
0: no, no, nothing else counts. Nothing matters. <laughs> nothing after this. So you will have salvation and nothing more. <laughs> you will be in the back part of heaven (laughs) next to the ice machine welcome gentiles you are lucky you are here (laughs) so
1: (laughs) sometimes guys it's like and then they do all this like when they do those points they're like matthew 14 36 kjv and then you go on to another one something, something something else kjv and it's like so you were copying pasting the whole time right like But I'm just saying, like it's it's like there's a reason we don't respond to those those specific ones. And I could, and I and I
0: wanted to, I do. We kind of gave up.
1: (laughs) I didn't get no, we didn't give up. It's just there are people who are literally (laughs) circular reason themselves out of something, and they they won't, they don't come to you for like, hey, let's have a dialogue. It's to shoot you down. That's exactly. And so what happens is you waste a lot of your time. Like I'm wasting my time on this guy. What am I doing? And then you find out that. Other people start to join in the conversation. It's like, fine, you do it, and 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 Christians, we're encouraging you. If you ever read those comments, jump in. Yeah, you you know, there's do there, it. There really is truth of. By the way, subscribe, like, and share.
0: <laughs> Can I talk? Uh-uh. Okay, I'll wait. Okay, here we go. <laughs> As Messi said, like, scribe, subscribe. <laughs> I like, did not say that. Like, tribe and subscribe. I ship did not scared. say that at
1: all. That's not what I said, <laughs> Mr. Mutt.
0: <laughs> I talked <I did>. like this. <laughs> this is going on the real This is bad. No, uh, I, I think don't cast your pearls before swine. That's because these, especially these people are coming out they're not interested, like you said, in discussion. They're not interested in actually having a conversation. They just want to tell you how wrong you are.
1: Yeah, all they do is gain knowledge. They sit behind a computer, and that's what they do. Like, and 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 most of the time, these people that comment, they got like two subscribers. It's a fake channel most of the time, or a fake Instagram account or something. So, um, you know, there are times where we gen- genuinely do get sincere people who are like, right. "Wait, I never heard that before. Can you this way?" and we'll talk and we'll dialogue and, and, and those kind. Of, I, mean, I had one time, one guy really hit me below the belt as far as like my parents, you know? And I was like, thanks for taking a shot at my appearance. You know, why not just get to the meat of the content instead of just taking a shot? And um, he said right away, he goes, you know what? You're right. That was a very foolish move on my part. That's not an intellectual way to right. take something. And he, he, he sincerely apologized. It was a really cool dialogue after that, but it was like, I think sometimes people need to realize, um, I don't care if you take a shot. I get it, man. Like, do your thing. I do have, however, care about, uh, uh, what, what, what people want to learn and what don't, they don't want to learn. And, and the bottom line is like, I always tell people like, we're, we're not, we're, we're not, we're nothing special, man. Like, but we do know things and cause the Holy Spirit's brought it through testimony and, and, and a lot of a lot of leg time, a lot of prayers, you know, and, and and sometimes just a lot of stupidity. You know, he taught us what not to do, you know, because we've been through it. So that's why we do this. That's why we do the podcast, because we're, we're stupid.
0: <laughs> Anyways, let's get into this. Today we're talking about <laughs> repentance. I am sorry, talk, Lord. Talk about I'm recognizing calling myself stupid. Talk about recognizing stupidity. We're going to talk about re- repentance, <laughs> which is realizing you've been stupid. That's right. We have
1: failed the Lord at every turn. Yes. I, I, and, and I sincerely mean that. I think this is where people get hung up. They get this emotional side of themselves saying, well, God wouldn't judge people like that. It's like, no, you have failed the Lord at every turn. Outside of Christ, and even when you're in Christ, there are times where your flesh takes over, and it's like, oh, man, I
0: submitted to the flesh there. I, and and you, fa- you fail him. And I think the closer you get to Christ, the more you recognize how much of a sinner you are how much you fail. Sinners. You 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 look at Paul and over Paul's timeline he 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 goes from like apostle of apostles type deal to chief of sinners and I think the closer he gets to Christ the more he walks the more he recognizes how far from the Lord he actually is which all the more should give us a pause in a hum- humble and contrite heart of like Lord you did what I can absolutely not do. That's
1: exactly it man. You know? I think uh, when, when it comes to when it comes to issues like repentance and 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 um, getting right before the Lord, like you can't get right before God outside of Christ. Christ is Christ is. Uh, what's that saying that homeboy said one time? He said, God saved me from himself, his wrath by himself, his sovereignty and for himself, his duty. God did it all through the image, through the, I'm sorry, through the person of Christ. That's why it's so, that's why, and, and, and these anomalies add to the character in a sense, but that's why the thief on the cross is such a cool story. In a sense, we can look at that as an emotional story or the simplicity and the complexity of the gospel. The simplicity is he believed the words of Christ. Today, you'll be with me. Right. He says, Lord, remember me right today. You'll be with me. He had to have believed that. Right. Right. And then the complexity is. (laughs) There's 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 a point of no man wants to die. And after this, the judgment, you know, there's there's all these scriptures that follow and precede. And the one thing about this, this thief on the cross, he had no I've heard this preached a thousand times. I'm not adding anything new to the story that he never tithed. He never went to a church service. He never went to he never did anything to, to to say, wow, that guy was a Christian. As a matter of fact, he was hanging on the cross because he was a thief. So in other words, he was about as guilty as guilty gets. But I think that's a picture of how we're supposed to be, that just come to him guilty as you are, right? Just come to him guilty as you are. Don't try to hide it because the quicker that you come to him and just pure, like, I am guilty of this, the faster he can work his spirit in you to redeem and to repent, oh, I'm sorry, and to to change and transform your heart and your soul, to change the mind, right? Yeah the faster you can recognize it's like, okay, I'm, I am, I am guilty. I'm, I'm, you know, instead
0: of trying to hide that thing from the Lord, because you don't want to feel that bad to your you point, know? to your point, the, the thief is on the cross. The other thief is on the other side and it was a murder one or maybe a murder. I I'd have to go back, but Where either way, the, the other Bible? guilty. Anyway, <laughs> it's at home. Okay. <laughs> Lord, I repent. <laughs> We'll get into that type of stuff, anyways. Uh, but you you have these two guilty men, one of them's hurling insults at Christ. Yep, and the thief says, You and I deserve to be here. this is our punishment, this is our judgment. He's an innocent man, right? There is a statement of recognition of guilt, and I think that is a very that's that's foundational of repentance, is a recognition of guilt. I've I've got kind of a process in here, but I want to point out. At the onset, I believe you have to have a humble heart in order to be repentant because pride will will stop that process of I really am guilty. I really do need to repent. Yeah, I really have made a mistake. A humble and contrite heart goes, no, I'm guilty. And I think that because we don't see the thief on the cross going, forgive me, Lord, forgive me for what I've done but by his defense of Christ he's saying i'm guilty i deserve this punishment
1: he did the same you know? thing peter did peter never like said i repent before you god because the because i, I denied christ he never you never saw the repentance True. side you just saw him believe in christ right now i'm not saying don't repent and don't don't speak right, and confess. Yeah. <laughs> watch all the way through yeah romans 10 is <laughs> clear you know if you confess him before you know but i think Let's let's add to this. This is where I'm thinking right now. So Christ was born amongst the sinners, right? In the Mm -hmm. sinful world, lived amongst the sinners and died with them. And I think it was to show us that, yes, he did suffer and go through all these things that we did and was not sinful at all. Hebrews four, right? book of Hebrews. He was tempted at all points yet did not sin. I think that's the coolest thing. Christ was born among us. Lived among us and died with us, but resurrected. So that's the part that's like, dang. You know? So I, I want to. It's farther yeah, in go, my notes. Let's go, um, let's go. Well, I mean, we got to talk about the basics of. But
0: but you bring up something that, that I wanted to talk about in terms of forgiveness, um, and I don't want to let this go. So on the second page down towards the bottom, um, I talk about there. There's several times in Scripture where it says. Uh, we're told if that we forgive others, God will forgive us. If we don't, He will not forgive our transgressions. Um, and and Christ even talks about he's he's not sent for the righteous, but for the sinners. And what I want to kind of pull out and guys, this is this is an exploration at this point. and and I want to have a conversation with Massey and you guys are going to kind of be a fly on the wall. To me, what this is saying is is not, you didn't forgive that thing 20 years ago, so therefore God's not going to forgive you. What it is, is your heart is not in the, in the humble and contrite position of repentance, so therefore you're prideful, so you're not asking for forgiveness, and you're not giving forgiveness. Now, along with what you're saying, that he didn't come for the righteous, but for the sinner, there's no man that's righteous, and the people who think they're righteous have a prideful heart and therefore are not repentant. The sinner is repentant because they recognize I'm a sinner. <laughs> that's I, right. I've I'm guilty. The thief on the cross.
1: Like, I love that. I do you love think that. I'm in in the vein? You're totally in the vein. Because like in in Romans, it talks about in this world there's none righteous. No, that's not Romans. Uh, there's none righteous, no, not one, the Bible says, right? Mm-hmm. And then you 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 look at when he said, I didn't come to call the righteous. Who was righteous at that time? he was the Pharisees were amongst them. They were, he was talking about the self righteous. I didn't right. call them because they're so prideful. They didn't want to come to the wedding feast. They want to be out there. They want to do their thing. I came to call the sinner, the one who knows before God, he's broken, right? And and that, and I think too, repentance and brokenness go hand in hand. I think there's this place uh, that that repentance brings you to called brokenness. Brokenness is a place where um, God can mold you he can shape you he can sift you and i think that's why it's so important to always be there it says a broken and a contrite heart god will not despise notice how both came together right. contrite, repentant contrition those kind of things like broken to be broken um i heard it said one time broken pots spill more water right because they're they're broken right yeah. they, they, they 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 tend to put what's in them and release Pour it out. Yeah. right and so like repentant people you know them because you can see their humility not self-pity humility humility of I know who God is. I reverence the God of heaven. I know, you know, this for a fact, I just had to talk to my boys on the way home yesterday. Now, my parents, mom and dad, I just talked to him yesterday. I actually called them on the phone. I said, man, when we were in church, man, I got scars from my mama, man. Like when I'd act up messing around, <laughs> you know, like I had a little scar here. She pinched my hand. You know, that, that's, and you know what? You can't call child services. My mom be like, get, I'll, I'll pinch them, too. <laughs> <laughs> the little Mexican mama, right? She'd, she'll hit them, too. And, and they'd probably listen. Yeah, oh, she'd chase okay. them out sorry, with a broom. Sorry. I mean, mama's scary. <laughs> Still is. So <clears throat> I called her on the way home because my boys were acting up in church. Now, yeah. boys do that. Girls do that. Little, little kids. I did not get mad at them. I just said, listen, I, I want you to understand something here. I don't care if you have fun here at home, outside, do you think there's something about the house of the Lord though, that's reverent that, that there's a respect. The word of God is being spoken to us right now. Like I started thinking about all these things during the service yesterday. Like, do you realize the pastor is preaching the word of God to us? Right. There should be an immense amount of reverence and respect, not just to receive something, but the, the holy, that, like the awe of the word of God is being preached right now to us. Like, where is that anymore? Right. That, that reverence for the word of the Lord, that reverence for worship, that reverence for prayer, that reverence for man, it's not about a show. It's not about hype. It's not about it. It's literally just, I'm, I'm asking God to invade a room here. I'm, you know, and he does the Holy Spirit's so faithful, but like, it just, I started thinking and I was telling the boys, it's like, do you think like, like God loves you? He, 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 you know, you, you, as children, like, of course, he said "Suffer for the little children to come to me, all those things like that's good. There's a point, too, where it's like, boys, I just want you to just think about this. When you act up, you distract others. However, if you reverence, others will reverence. Mm-hmm. If we lead a life of brokenness, repentance, those kind of things, others will want to walk in it. If we lead a, a life of obstinacy, uh, pride, all those other things other people will start to see that too and say, well, that's that must be Christianity. I mean, seriously, right? That, that's what will happen. Our lives of brokenness and repentance translate to other lives being broken
0: and repentant. And uh, totally along with that is a life of brokenness and repentance doesn't have the time to focus on everybody else's wrongdoings and sins no, and, man. and push against those, right? Like, it will recognize heresy.
1: Yes. That's the difference. I think pointing out little errors in churches and things, it's just ridiculous when it's heresy
0: okay let's talk about it let's talk about hey, biblical heresy right you know but that that broken and contrite heart and and I've actually got I've got kind of a process now you know us we're we're not here for a formula we're here for a prescription right uh-huh and and I think this process is a process that we can help walk in right so in that process I've got first humility because without humility, you can't walk the rest of this Truth, process. Come on. If you've got pride, a pride will set its face against things. And I think sometimes we think, well, God just puts this in place because He wants to put it in place. But there's, to me, there's there's deep truths of reality that God is showing to us when He says, "I don't want a prideful heart." Why? Because the true reality of a prideful heart is it'll set its face against God against goodness right so you have to have a humble heart in order to walk out the rest of this process the next one is sorrow fear indignation and and pastor Todd had done a sermon a while ago on this and and in in the sense of repentance and I think it's important a sorrow a fear of the Lord not talking like like unhealthy fear. I'm talking yep. fear and trembling of the Lord, yep. which is a, a recognizing of the sacredness and righteousness and power and justice of God. Sorrow, fear, indignation at your own sin, right? You, you feel the weight. We could also term this conviction about the sin. So first you're humble. You feel conviction of the sin or what you're doing wrong, because guess what? The Holy Spirit brings about conviction to lead us to repentance. Come on. So then there is a repentance. Repent means to change, to turn 180, to go a different way, right? That conviction should lead us go to say, "Lord, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go a different route. Lord, I want to change this." Lord, and guaranteed if you humble yourself for a little bit, you will think about a bevy of things that you want to repent for, things you want to change in your life. It, things are coming up in my head as I'm talking of like, man, I repent of that, Lord. I don't want that in me. So we repent, we ask for forgiveness. I think it's so important that we make this a a lifestyle truth, because I I I do think we can get away from the process of repenting and truth. asking for forgiveness because we're saved. So we think, well, I'm saved, so it, it, you know, all my sins are forgiven. True. But I think repentance and forgiveness are an important process because they lead you to renew your mind. Yeah, and and jump in wherever you want. No, no, I'm I'm just
1: I'm hearing you because like I think one of the one of the things I've noticed that like I need uh, when I'm in and and I don't wait till the nighttime to repent. I just do it like when I notice and like I see and I feel like man, I'm just distant right now, Lord. I don't like this. You know what what what's going on? And I notice like I was just reading. Um, I'm going through scripture here, trying to find some scriptures. And um, it was talking about the fruit of the spirit. Right. And I'm like, where have I not abided in any of that? Where did I lose my self-control? Where did I lose my patience? It's like, Lord, I submitted to the flesh there. That's not good. You know what I mean? Now I'm not looking for things to point out. If the Holy Spirit's in you, you have a conviction. There's like this heavy weight in your heart. You're like, I shouldn't have said that shouldn't have done that shouldn't have acted like this. Cause I notice it. When my kids were acting up, my, my inner my inner compost came out. You know what I mean? Like it was oh, like know feeling, man. you know. But then I'm like, okay, what is that gonna produce? What fruit will that produce? Fathers, don't provoke your children to anger, right? Now, I'm not saying there are not times for 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 disciplines and things like that. I thought the I can reach them if I talk to them and figure out what they were thinking. You make a better choice. So we just go through it, right? But there are times I've lost my anger and, and things like that or lost my, my, my patience and it got into anger and frustration. And then I think to myself, it's like, Lord, this isn't right. Like, I, so can you change me? And when you think you're like, man, there's nothing left to change. That's the thing you got to go after you, you to change man, you are, that right there. That's called pride. Yeah. The, to say you have nothing else to change that. I'm good. I'm okay. I didn't do anything wrong. Ooh, but I'll tell you, you're a great a narcissist and I don't care if you like that or not, but it's true. Like if you can't see truly who you are, And then God removes the outward stuff, right? Like he starts to purify and all of a sudden he goes for the inward stuff. And that you figure out that the inward stuff is what produced the outward stuff. And that inward stuff, you don't even have to water. It just grows on its own like weeds. Like all of a sudden it just starts to pop up and you think, man, I thought I got rid of that 10 years ago. And there it is again. It's rearing its ugly head, right? Like you think, man, I thought I overcame that, that anger, that frustration. I thought I forgave that person. I thought I, and you realize, man, I was probably hiding it, you know, in, in that moment. Yeah. But then there there's this other side too, you know, ministering to people. Pastor Chemo said this at church, man. I just, it was such a good line. He told this person yesterday, you know, there's a, there's a difference between repentance and brokenness and self-pity. And I thought that was the coolest time of ministry. I mean, what a, what a good word. It was a solid word. He's like, you could, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, you're coming with self-pity, not condemnation. Like, I can't ever win. I can't overcome. I suck. I have no value. That right there is the enemy's playground where it's like, I just can't get this right. It's like, if you could just realize right now, look at me <laughs> right here. You can't, if you could just figure this out right now that you can't, you literally need Jesus. You need the blood of Christ to cleanse you, the Holy Spirit to lead you. Figure it out now that you will, in this world, have tribulation. That means many different things. Tribulation could be uh, uh, persecutions. It could be trials. It could be this, sin, whatever. You're going to deal with things. Be of good cheer. I've overcome it. If you can't trust that, you'll live this whole life of a spiral downward, and I'll never get it right. And, And I think that's why bad doctrine, bad teaching. I'm not saying heresy. I'm saying bad teaching like not teaching enough on the spirit of grace and, 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 and the doctrines of grace and not teaching enough on the law and like the word. I'm saying there's got to be a balance of word and spirit, right? If you preach heavy law, no one will ever find the, the, the repentance they're looking for. No one will ever find the freedom and the release because you're constantly telling them that the word says, yes, it does. I agree. The spirit of God, though, causes me to overcome the sin within me to walk in that word. There's got to be a point where the spirit of God says, okay, now you're an overcomer. Now I've made you and I've created you. I've molded you. I've shaped you into the disciple I've called you to be, to go walk out the thing that you've read. Now it turns from knowledge to experience, right? Then it turns into wisdom. So you've walked this thing out. What was your process? You give a testimony. Your testimony is one way of God dealing with somebody like yourself to go out and be the person, man of God, they're called to be. That testimony is supposed to help someone else say, you know what? Wow. I'm going to go to the God, you know, God for that. I'm dealing with the same thing. I may not be able to go through it the way He did, but
0: maybe He's going to show it to me this way. You don't know until God shows you. you Look know? at Peter. Peter uh, uh, Peter's a perfect example of this, and I'm glad you're hitting on this because there's there's a a I'll call it a form of righteousness without power, where we we get so deep into the legalism yeah, of things. I just and, read that. Keep going, and and we go so deep into that that we go. I can. I'm going to step on toes here. I, the, the, the sense that we are so unbelievably sinful and, and unbelievably uh, uh, horrendous, which is true before we're redeemed by Christ. But I think there's plenty who carry this even after salvation go, I'm just horrible sinner. I'm just awful, evil person. There is nothing good in me. Well, now that the Holy Spirit is in you, now that you've been indwelt by the Holy Spirit, you've been sealed for the day of redemption, there is something righteous within you. And if you look at Peter, Peter denies Christ three times. He, he runs off. Christ comes back. And what does Christ do? He redeems him three times and tells him, tend my sheep Now, there must be something that Christ sees of value in Peter to say, tend my sheep. There must be something that Christ says, I can rely on you now. I want you to go forward and do this, right? And if you look at Peter after that redemption time with Christ, Peter walks in a consistency, a power, a true form of righteousness. There's there's no more being swayed by the winds. He is just direct, he's firm, he's bold, he's powerful. Amen. And I think what we we do ourselves an injustice when we hold on to such self-pity, such self-degradation and condemnation, condemning that we never give God the chance to redeem us. So, we we, we yes. our prideful heart stops God from being able to overcome our own sin and and unrighteousness to make something out of us
1: yeah so to go with that you nailed it we're telling the God of heaven you'll never be able to fix me
0: I'm just too unrighteous
1: that's what self-pity does you are literally telling the God who created you you can't save me it's impossible I'm just in it there's no way I'm saving you know what I mean there's no way the spirit of God's going to work through me It'll never happen. I'm always going to feel like this. It's like, okay, first off, life and death are in the power of the tongue, right? If the confession of Christ that you gave, I mean, when you renounce the hidden works of darkness, like uh, uh, um, the the word says, we've renounced the hidden works of darkness and, and we expose them, right? We used to be formally walking in those lusts, the Bible says. Now we've renounced it. And then we go out and revenge all forms of disobedience. When you've renounced you've renounced. Okay. That doesn't mean that this instant thing happens overnight where it's like, it's gone from you. I'm renouncing. And the reason why you're renouncing is because now your word is before the Lord and before the others. Like, Hey, this was my sin. I don't want to walk in this anymore. For some, like many stories have happened. God can take care of it in a second. And I don't deal with those things anymore. I don't deal with that past. And there are times I think God works us through a process to to really understand your testimony. I think God's doing it For us to understand our identity in him, if he fixed everything for us, would would we have an identity with God, like a wrestling in the spirit of a a prayer life, all these other things of reading like, like, would we have any of that if it was just given to us and
0: we had no struggles? Yeah, you know, I'm a walking example of this. So when when I was really dealing and, and fighting with drugs and addictions, I would i you'd hear these testimonies of these people who I was on heroin for 20 years and the Lord cured me overnight and I never wanted it again. And I would watch that and be like, Lord, why isn't that me? Why do I keep struggling and battling and fighting and falling and stumbling? And what's going on? What is so wrong with me that I don't have that? There must be something wrong. Something. And what the Lord told me was s- some of those people need it to save them you need to go through the long haul to learn so you can teach others. And I think sometimes we think that struggle is, is bad, man. Sometimes it's good to learn the long haul, learn the long process. I think this is why like first Peter
1: says this uh, chapter one, it says in this, you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessarily you've been distressed by various trials, So that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in the praise and glory and honor and revelation of Jesus. Your trials, when you go through them with God, reveals all these things. it, It reveals the glory, the praise, the honor, and the revelation of God, Christ. The point of the trial is to make you like Jesus. The point of you going through this trial is to make you like Christ. Uh, that I've said this a couple times on the podcast, Romans eight, when it's, you know, all things, or, uh, what is it? All things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose right after that, because we've been predestined to be made into his image. The purpose of going through these things is to be made like Christ. Wasn't that your prayer when you got saved? So now when some of us are going through this wallow of either self-pity or just conviction, this is what you asked. You asked God to show himself in you. Holiness comes, all of a sudden he shows you who you really are, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, ouch. <laughs> and I dare say thank God for him exposing what's really in you. Do you realize how much of a gift that is? Right. That the Holy Spirit would reveal all this to you? How really wretched. Listen, I know it's going to sound crazy. Thank God that the Holy Spirit reveals how wretched you really are. And allow me to explain. The fact that he could re- reveal that kind of wretchedness, shows you your true state before God and your need for the Savior, your need for the Holy Spirit, your need for the Father, right? If you didn't have that, you wouldn't need repentance. You're okay. I didn't come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. The fact that the revelation of wretchedness is in you should show you something. Now, when I'm in Christ, I'm the righteousness of God now. Christ has redeemed. God sees Christ now. But in that process, he's still showing you your soul and your spirit. He's still showing you the... The, the, the body, soul, and spirit. He's, he's doing all those things. He's showing you uh, that, that scripture divides the soul and the spirit. That, that, that is so important to follow, that you're still living in the, you, you still have flesh. but We don't war after the things of the flesh. We war in the flesh, but we're not of the flesh. But he's still showing you what you really have, who you really are. In reality, dude, we've had these thought processes, this, this uh, strongholds that we've developed, right, in, in our minds. We've developed these things, and now we come to Christ, right? And now it's reversing. So for some, you were 50, 60 years in the world. And then all of a sudden now you got saved and you're like, Lord, take care of this tomorrow. It's like, well, good luck. There's I'm not saying he can't. That right. And I'm not saying sometimes. he can't do it sometimes. He will. Right.
0: He'll do. And there's certain things I think the Lord's like, okay, I'm not going to let him do it. I need to take care of that. Exactly. Right? I, and, and that's what I felt the Lord told me in that whole situation was like, there are some who they just need to be saved outright. Right. Like he's, he's got to cut this off completely to, to get them to the next stage. But I think along with this is this concept of, man, I, I've i got in terms of renewing and walking in newness, like this is a process. And so as you're unwinding these sins and this unrighteousness in you, there's a renewing of your mind and a, and a producing of fruit that the Spirit does. But man, we actually have to resist temptation. And I don't think most of us, oftentimes understand the the fight of resisting temptation i think it's very easy for us to go i was tempted and i failed and we're waiting for that moment where the temptation won't come anymore and so then we can we can just be good but man there are going to be temptations our flesh gets tempted and so the question is what do we do in the heat of that moment when we're being tempted yeah how do we how do we respond? And, and the more your mind is renewed, the more you respond in the proper way when temptation comes upon you.
1: Yeah. So, so, so going back to this thing, it's like humility is humbling myself before God saying, Lord, search my heart, know me, try my thoughts. King David said, when he shows you who you really are, there should be a sorrow, like a deep, genuine, like, man, I am not that person. The difference between sorrow and self-pity is this. Sorrow is, Dad, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. The other one is coming from the place of an orphan. I'm going to get beat. I'm going to get whooped. I'm going to get rattled on, condemned. That is not God the Father. That is not. It is not. He will do that to the wicked. right? The wicked will be without him. The wicked, they don't want God. They just don't want God. Uh, I heard this preacher say, people think that in hell, people are going to be like, man, I wish I could go back another day. It's like, read Romans 1. They literally chose the flesh over God. They're not broken by that. That's why they chose the flesh. That's why they chose eternal separation from God. They're not broken. They're not, oh man, I wish I would have done. No, They're, they chose. They knew. They, they turned down the spirit they seared their conscience the bible says with a hot iron they stopped listening to the spirit of god so they chose the ways of the world over the things of god so they're not going to sit in hell going man i wish i would have
0: no they chose i think there'll be there'll be there's plenty who are shaking their fist at god going how dare you put me in this place yep.
1: i thought i did everything right just that heart right there right but there is this point where sorrow takes over from a father's side and it's like when my kids say, dad, I'm really sorry. And they got tears in their eyes. Who am I to say, well, yeah, you should be. That's how an orphan thinks. That's how a foster kid thinks. Because they're not accepted into the family. Which one are you? Are you truly adopted by Christ and, and, and the father? Or are you still a foster kid? And we need to make that transition. You who are foster kids who think, well, I'm kind of in the family, but I'm not of the family. Mm, no. Let's 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 repent today. Let's say, no Lord, I am adopted by you, right? So there's a sorrow. Then third, there's a repentance. There's a true I repent. I repent of, of ever doing these things. I need to turn from my wicked ways, the Bible says in first chronicles. Right? I'm sorry, was it first chronicles? No, second chronicles. Come on, the prayer remember. scripture. I
0: don't remember. If my people, <laughs> which come my name, Chronicles? is it second chronicles? Oh uh, dude! Uh, this uh, is the oh, most man. famous scripture ever. First Chronicles 7, 14
1: second Chronicles (laughs) seven dude where are (laughs) we at this morning second chronicles i'm sorry but then there's this turn right to turn from my wickedness i recognize it lord i'm gonna turn from my wickedness you know what helped me when i stopped my porn addiction put it down when i was gonna go to bed no more watching i didn't turn (laughs) like don't there's something to be said about discipline turn from your wickedness right there's this repentance where it's like, Lord, teach me how to turn. That's what I told him. Teach me how to turn from this. Right. Give me, give me a spiritual way to do this. And dude, I'm the kind of guy sometimes you need to hold his hand. Cause like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I'm, I mean, and now once I get it, I can talk to you about it. I can preach about it. I have passion about it. But man, I'm a hardhead. So I've just admittedly, well, I'm a hardhead sometimes.
0: And I think the flesh tends to be one step behind the spirit. Right. So, if, if the, Thank you, Mike. If, if the spirit, has... I like that. You <laughs> well... just you've taken me off of my stubbornness.
1: But I'm not confessing that. I'm saying I, just my pattern has always yeah. been stubbornness. And
0: and I think I think we we almost get afraid of the concept of behavior modification. I think the difference is transformation is you transform from the inside out. So I don't want to go back to that sin. So now I know the the lust of the flesh is still there, but it's dying. I need to kill it further so that may mean you take this and you set aside so that i don't give it any air to breathe i let it die right because one of the problems i think we get into is oh i'm transformed so now i can give it all the air that it wants you know no like we, we have to actually turn from our ways and sometimes that means forcing the death of the flesh by not giving it opportunity don't let it come up for air Kill it. That's
1: right. And crucify. That's right. It, right. No, Don't no. let it off the cross. That's good, dude. That's yeah. good. I think, too, after the repentance side, there's the side of asking for forgiveness. Even Jesus himself said, Forgive us of our trespasses. Yes. You know what the word trans, tra- tra- trans, trans, uh, what is it? Trespass and transgress means? To go past the absolute. This isn't just at that point saying it's just a sin. It's you have trans, you, you trespassed, transgressed against god you've not gone against the father of lights himself you've gone against the word of the lord he even said forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us right don't lead us to temptation deliver us from evil right so like there's this point of forgiveness with the lord it's like when my kids when they come dad i'm really sorry will you forgive me of course i will dude there's listen just think of it as a father and mother when your kid comes to you broken and they're like, man, will you forgive me for that? I'm crying with them sometimes. It's like, yeah, of course. You know, like there's this real genuine brokenness in their hearts. That's like, man, I really I disappointed my father. You know what I mean? It's it's a real thing. Um, and then. And, and only you know how to determine that. So sometimes like you wrote it in the notes, it was really good. Lord, I recognize this X. I recognize this thing in my life. It's sin. And it's tearing me up that I've done this. Please Lord, forgive me for my sin against you. You've already worked the sorry. You've already worked. And it's not that this is a formula. This is just an example, right. Of like something we go through. Right. And then renewing and walking in newness. There's this newness side of, of recognizing your sin, having sorrow for it. Right. Turning from it, asking the Lord for forgiveness after the, you know, and this is all a humble process. If you're truly, truly humble by the end, you're like, I want to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to walk in a new way. Hear me out. There are many of you who ask, Lord, for forgiveness, who maybe say, I repent, Lord, and you don't ask for forgiveness. You skip some of these things, and you don't really change. You're still doing the same things you were doing yesterday. Lord, forgive me my anger. I can't keep doing the anger thing, and yet you do it every day, and you're still walking in it. Where's the change? Where's the turning from? Where's the brokenness? Where's the contrition? Where's the... Listen, listen. I've been there. Sometimes I I, I recognize it the other day. It's like, Lord, I've asked you for forgiveness for this before, and I'm still... I gotta stop that. What am I doing? You know what I mean? This isn't anything that's like condemning. It's, you will sit and go to the Lord with this, right? Lord, forgive me for the porn I just watched, and yet go back to it. And you'll keep going back to it. I'm not saying there's not such thing as a demonic oppression. I'm saying... There's a point where you must turn from your sin and dude, It's practical stuff. Sometimes you can't just keep going back to Lord and saying, forgive me, Lord, slap him in the face and then do it again. You can't keep, I mean, there's imagine here, imagine doing that with your, your wife or your spouse. Oh, I'm sorry, babe. I cheated on you. Right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Blah, blah. There's a brokenness, but you go out and do it again. Oh, I slipped Laura. I, I'm so sorry, babe. I should have, you do it again and you do it again and you do it again. Because in the eyes of God, lying is the same as murder, like
0: physical murder. And, and let's keep with that analogy. You know what that wife is most likely to ask? You keep doing this. Why do you keep going to the bar on Friday nights? That's right. Or are you even sorry? Right. Like that, if you keep going around the mountain on a sin, more and more you should become humble and contrite before the lord of lord what is going on here what am i allowing into my life what Ooh, am point. i what am i giving my flesh opportunity for that's that? it i keep going back that's to it
1: if you truly struggle with a sin you're like lord forgive me for your life should be so disciplined where you're removing everything that could come against you you're removing every weight that so easily besets you to sin because if you're truly repentant, you want
0: to actually get rid of that
1: stuff. I do. Like, what's the pattern? What yeah. what happens here? Right. Uh and, and you start to think, man, Lord, and it's not a, again, it's not a works thing. It's a I want to remove every stumbling block I can, right? So I can walk pure before God. For some, this is this is how deep it got for me. I could not there are things like people can watch. I can't I can't watch. With you. I can't do it. Like show like certain TV shows and stuff like that. There's one in particular. Like I saw the show Yellowstone. And it's very attractive to the flesh. It's like, I can't, I can't watch that. I know me. I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying I can't. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's a show that I was showing you the other day. I watched it and I was like, man, it's such a good show. And all of a sudden one day I just felt the Holy Spirit. Yeah, there's no shows I can't watch anymore. And it's not, it's like watching a movie. It's not, it's not all bad or whatever.
0: It's just, I can't do it. Well, you're not supposed to put any wicked thing before your eyes, right? And I'm—you'll notice seeds that will cause temptation That's that exactly. will flower into sin. And and to this point, I recognize that innocuous ads on news sites, because how many ads have pretty girl wearing sure, whatever? Sure. I started Xing those ads out because what I recognized was man, if I allow seeds like this to just sit in my life, they're gonna start growing. And that train may take two weeks to roll down the track, but once it's rolling down the track, it's so much harder to stop. So the question is what are the seeds? Mm-hmm. What are the little things that are getting planted into your life that you're not killing right away? that are, are growing into these weeds and tentacles Bingo. of sin. And I don't think we give ourselves enough direction because we're for, Oh, that's works. That's works. I go- man, you are, you are Satan's playground. If you've decided that you don't have to have some type of f- discipline of your flesh, to combat sin right right. because your flesh is truly literally wanting the world the flesh is at war with the spirit your spirit is in your flesh it's it's inside you if you're not willing to do war on the physical plane right we're not battling against flesh and blood but against spirits and principalities right But that war is has a fleshly outcome at the same time, especially in terms of how you interact with the world.
1: And let's clear this up. You doing works to remove sin, like to get rid of the stumbling blocks, the works that he's talking about when he says, not of works, lest any man should boast, that's talking about salvation. You're saved now. Now it's going to cost me something. It was free. God gave it to me. I now believe in Christ. It's going to cost me my life. Discipline yourself. Discipline yourself. It's just like telling you guys when you used to bodybuild, right? He doesn't really want it because he's disciplining himself. It's not really in his heart to do it. He's disciplining himself because he really wants it. Right. I really want the Lord. I'm going to discipline myself to want the things of God. That's what I do. Right. And that's why like for some mornings I wake up like there's an alarm on my phone. Do this first. Why? Not because I have to change my old thought patterns. When I wake up, I just sit on my phone sometimes. Just scroll for an hour mindlessly. Right. Just scroll like on, on Instagram or whatever it was.
0: No, I had to break that. It's like, Lord, I got to break this. I got to break this. And and let me, let me put it the opposite way, and then we'll round out. Look at it this way. I love the Lord so much. I'm so about the Lord. I love him. He's awesome. He's amazing. How often do you pray and read scripture? Well, no, no, that's works-based. I don't do that. <laughs> to get to know the Father of Heaven? So you love him so much, you don't want to do the things to get to know him that Yeesh. you could do yes put another way i love the lord so much i'm so for him he he's redeemed me i don't want to walk in a life of sin but i'm not willing to flee from temptation i'm not willing to discipline myself to stop temptation how much do you actually want that righteousness right like truth and it is an inside out thing if your heart is set on the lord it's humble and contrite. It radiates out to where you're telling your flesh, "Ah, I'm not going that way," because my heart is set on the Lord. The works thing is where it's the heart doesn't. The Pharisees are the example of it. The heart, they're they're whitewashed tombs on the inside. Well, if I show how righteous I am by my actions, then I'll be righteous. That's the wrong mindset, and so we've, we we we. have to understand it starts with the humble and contrite heart and radiate it outwards as opposed to, well, if I don't watch porn, I'm good. Flip it around. Lord, I love you so much that I don't want to do this, so I'm not going to put myself in those situations where the temptation will overtake me. Man, that's a whole different conversation. So, anyways, I hope you guys got something out of it. I did. Massey. He did. That's that's a look of approval right there. <laughs> Learn it, live it, love it. That's a book. That's quote cool from somewhere. I know, but that, we should write a four hundred page book about that. Cool. It sounds like somebody would have like a live last love sign like that on their wall. <laughs> Learn it, live it. What was it? Learn love it. it, love that's it, live it. All done out of grace there.
1: <laughs> Learn it, live it, love it.
0: Anyways, guys. Bye. We, we love y'all. We'll see you on Friday. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.